Welcome, and thank you for joining Your Financial Workout with Luke and Drew. Continuous learning for financial success. I have Andrew here on the other line as well. Hey, Luke. Good to be here with you. Yeah, let's uh, let's dive into it. So this is actually the, the second part of the bonus episode that we were previously talking about. We were talking about investment accounts. So just to give you a quick recap, we were going through 401ks, IRAs, we were speaking about rollovers, and just uh, you know the different aspects of those accounts and the benefits as well. And there are quite a few other accounts that we'll be going through. I'll be touching on a couple different ones, and then I know, you know Andrew will be diving into how to open the these accounts and uh, we'll be getting into some other information as well. But the first one that I wanted to tackle was the individual taxable account. So the investment products that you're able to purchase in a individual taxable account is everything and anything. I mean, you can, you can short stock, you can, you know, buy options, you can do futures, you can just, you know, obviously buy, by stock or bonds or anything like that. So that can all be held in the individual taxable account. Now, one thing to keep in mind, it does not have the tax benefits like retirement accounts do. So if you do receive any dividends or interest, you do have to pay taxes on that as well as if you sell your position with a capital appreciation gain, meaning it's worth more than what you had had previously. So you would pay taxes on that gain. So just to, just to touch base a little bit on that. Now the next one, joint taxable, it is very similar to the individual taxable, but there is a co-owner. And there's actually quite a few different joint taxable accounts. Uh, the first one, being the most popular, we're looking at the joint with the rights of survivorship. So if one passes away, the other co-owner will receive those uh, those assets and those investments in the in that account. So that they'll own 100% of that account if the co-owner passes away. Now there's also tenants in common and community property. Uh, very few states have have community property uh, accounts for joint, just having that that option. But uh, but yeah, tenants in common it's a little bit different. It uh, if one of the co-owners passes away, then it will actually go to that person's estate before. Um, actually, should I say instead of going just straight to the co-owner uh, that is alive. So just just different aspects of, of those joint accounts. Um, now there's also the, the UGMA or UTMA accounts. And these are specifically for children. So they call them custodial accounts. 
So the person <clears throat> who actually owns the account and contributes into the account is considered the custodian. They're supposed to take care of this account for the benefit of the child. And so the child's name would be on it. And so the interesting part about these accounts is if there are any taxes on it, the taxes are actually based on the income of the child's social security. So their yeah, their tax tax bracket is what will be used for any uh any taxes that will be placed in these accounts. So that's that's one of one of the benefits there. And there are also educational accounts as well that are used to to build up and and provide provide liquidity for uh, as we all know the the many different uh, many different educational expenses isn't that right Andrew um, yep that's right <laughs> adds up quick uh, but as far as for tuition books um, like that as well we will be going more in depth actually into those education accounts so uh, we will we will tackle that later but. Yeah, just want to go through that. And Andrew, do you want to uh, to hop on into opening up an account? Yeah, yeah. So exactly like Luke said, you've got the different types of accounts you're able to open up, and um, different than what we talked about in our last episode, which was more focused on retirement accounts. Um, you've have a have a chance to review all the accounts and kind of understand what which one you want to go with and then, okay, what's next? So now you, now you might have the, an idea of what type of an account you want to open up, like the individual account or maybe a joint account with your spouse or friend, or even, um, you know, if you have a daughter or son, you could open up with as long as they're over the age of 18, then going into, okay, so where, where do I go to do this? So a lot of different places you can go to take care of this. Some of your more common one, uh, common ones you might hear is TD Ameritrade or Robinhood. Um, so it can be as easy as just opening up the account uh, through an app. Or generally, an e- another easy way to do it would be just online at your desktop. And so w- once you open up an account at a place, that's where it changes a little bit. So Luke was right saying, you know, the individual account is going to have all your different options and have a large um uh, base of different options. You can do your future trading, you can do currencies, um, you can do your options or just your basic stock like equity market, or you can get into your debt market with your bonds. The only thing that changes is some brokerage houses or, or companies only allow certain products to be held at their brokerage firm. So there is a little bit of a, a difference between your brokerage firms and what them what they'll allow. Some Some just have proprietary funds, which is a specific fund you can only buy um, with a firm. And and sometimes those funds don't transfer. And so a lot of times you'll have your, your advisor may need to liquidate a fund um, to transfer your assets somewhere else simply because that firm won't can't hold, hold uh, that investment. But yeah, so uh, Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, banks, you've got your... Um, you know, Merrill Lynch or Wells Fargo advisors, you can open up an account. So a lot of different options out there, which is, which is great. Um, 
So kind of going into what to expect with opening up an account. So there's going to be a lot of questions asked. They're going to need all of your personal information, social security number, date of birth. Um, they're uh, simple things like address, email address, uh, full name, which is very important. Um, they ask a lot of other questions too. So they're going to ask about your income. You know, do you make zero to twenty five percent a year? Or excuse me, zero to twenty five thousand dollars a year? Do you make over a hundred thousand dollars a year? You're going to have different due diligence questions that they're going to ask, as long as well as wanting to know where you work and what you do. And so, just be prepared to answer some of those questions because it's it's um, just part of the process. And um, another big part that goes into it is the Patriot Act. So if you're familiar with the Patriot Act. It was uh, put in place in 2001 by George Bush, and um, they do send your information uh, to the government, in a sense, to screen it um, and just make sure everything matches up. And it's just pulling information from your credit credit report. That's all. That's all it is. So it's just looking over your name, your social security number, your date of birth, your most recent address, and so if you've moved recently or if you're younger, let's say you just turned 18. And you're opening up an account, a lot of times your information just won't necessarily match up with what you're you have on your credit report. So sometimes you'll have to bring in like a proof of address or we'll need a copy of your driver's license or social security card. And that's just general practice across the industry. There's no getting around it. That's just that's just how it goes. And so uh yeah, just be prepared for something like that. But Luke, do you have anything to add on that? Yeah, I I actually do do want to add something with that. With with uh, what's kind of strange with Patriot Act is sometimes it flags on an account and you can actually have some other accounts that are already opened with that custodian, with that, with that institution. And that one account is flagged for the Patriot Act. But it, even if those other accounts didn't flag this one does need to be taken care of. So there does need to be some sort of, you know, of, of document on file showing, you know, whether it be the address or the name, uh, that does need to be sent in. You can't just be like, Oh yeah, well I have this other account that's already open that, you know, there was no issues there. Now you, it, unfortunately it is completely separate, uh, when, when tackling, you know, any Patriot Act issue there. But yeah, I just want to bring that up real quick. Yeah. Yeah, that is important. Um, okay, so yeah, a little little bit more I can get into. So uh, another thing about your different types of accounts is you actually have different levels or tiers, essentially, you can add to your account. So when your advisor and you may dig into like a more experienced level of investing or looking for different uh, investment products to invest in, they will have to maybe upgrade your account or add margin, which would which would allow you to borrow money uh, through your brokerage firm. So it gets fun. And um, yeah, I, uh, one of the other things is just like linking up a bank account. So, okay, so now you've opened up an account. Now you want to buy investments. So, okay, how do you do that? And it's just as simple as uh, setting your um, bank account up to allow for electronic transfer in and out. And so we set something like that up. And anytime you need to, you know, add money to your account, you just uh, make a, a withdrawal or, depo- or excuse me, a deposit. Whenever you need to take money out, it's just a simple withdrawal to your bank account, which is then when you would have the cash to uh, to do what you needed with. So 
Yep. Yeah, absolutely. No, that was that was good. We uh we are kind of coming up here to uh to to the end. Uh was there anything else that you wanted to wanted to add, Andrew? No, that was perfect. I think that explains you know what type of account would you be most interested in? Would you want to do take the retirement path where you have maybe some of the better taxable advantages? Or would you be interested in just a simple individual account or a simple account with your spouse or what have you? And then uh, from there, you're able to dive into the the fun part. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. It, it all depends on, on what kind of goal you want to reach as well. You know, how, what's the timeline like, you know, if, if you're wanting to invest to, to retirement or investing for fun at this point in time, or, you know, maybe there's a purchase coming up not too far away. Uh, it, it all, you know, there are specific accounts that will, that will assist with that. So yeah, that's great. Well, I, uh, I appreciate you guys joining in and next one, we will be diving back into the CFP program. We're going to be going through some, some great stuff with, uh, with some credit rating and mortgages and, and all of the above. So Looking forward to and, uh, it. Luke, real quick, too. Mm-hmm. If, if you've got any more questions, again, our email address, yourfinancialworkoutca uh, at gmail.com, just yourfinancialworkoutca uh, at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Perfect. All right. Well, you guys take care.